Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Simply Financial with Christopher Calandra, Certified Financial Planner, is an innovative, comprehensive, informative, and cutting-edge podcast that discusses financial topics ranging from personal finance, economics, politics, and personal growth. Simply Financial will cover intriguing and thought-provoking questions so that the listener can simply increase their financial IQ. Welcome to the Simply Financial Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Calandra. This is Season 2, Episode number 21 of the show. The topic today is the rise of interest rates. So to begin with, the Federal Reserve has raised interest rates several times recently. They raised interest rates three times in 2017. I've mentioned that on a number of previous episodes of this show. They've raised interest rates once so far in 2018, and it's widely accepted that rates will continue to rise in the future. So what I wanted to talk about is the Federal Reserve met in early May, around May 2nd, and the meeting was presided over by the new Fed Chairman, Jerome Powell, and the Fed at that meeting voted unanimously to keep rates unchanged. They expect inflation to run near their 2% target rate over the medium term, and Chairman Powell confirmed that they will continue what they describe as a middle-of-the-road approach to monetary policy, and they will steadily increase rates, which is what they've been doing over these past couple of quarters. In May, the 10-year Treasury moved over 3% for the first time since 2014. This is an important threshold, maybe just a psychological threshold, but a notable one nonetheless. So U.S. Treasury bonds moved over 3% for the first time since 2014. It's worth noting that the 60-year average of the 10-year Treasury is 6%. So even though interest rates are increasing and they're likely to continue to go up, they still have a ways to go before they get anywhere near the 6% 60-year average on the 10-year Treasury. So what's next? It's widely accepted that the Federal Reserve will raise interest rates when they meet again in June. We'll have to wait and stay tuned and see if that actually happens or not. Additionally, it's widely expected that the Federal Reserve will raise interest rates at least one more time this year. So what does this mean? I think that's the key thing. I could spend a lot of time talking about a whole lot of historical information about interest rates and inside baseball in terms of what the Fed might be thinking about and what they might be considering. 
But what I want to do is spend the next couple of minutes as we wrap up and talk about what this means. Number one, for the first time in a long time, we are in a rising interest rate environment. And in my opinion, this rising interest rate environment is something that will continue for the foreseeable future. I do not believe this is a short-term burst in interest rates, but rather a longer-term trend where we see interest rates increase. And they will continue, rates will continue to move away from the historically low interest rates we've seen the last few years. What this also means is that investing in bonds and other income-producing investments is much more challenging than it has been for a very long time. And it's incumbent on me and the team here at Elliott Wealth Management Services to review our clients' income-producing investments and bond holdings to monitor portfolios very closely because we're in an environment, this rising interest rate environment, that we haven't seen for a very long time. I think the Fed's attitude and plan to continue raising interest rates also is a strong indication that the Federal Reserve expects economic growth to be reasonably strong. It seems to me one of the reasons why they have waited many years after the financial crisis to begin raising interest rates, something they had wanted to do earlier than they actually ended up beginning the process was because of uncertainty whether the U.S. economy was strong enough, durable enough to withstand raising interest rates. So they were extraordinarily patient, waited quite a while, and didn't begin raising interest rates until late 2016. And again, increased rates three times in 17, once already this year with two more expected. They seem to believe that economic growth is going to be reasonably strong. And that speaks well of opportunities that we might see in the markets. There is a significant risk, though, and that is the Federal Reserve raises rates too much and too quickly and that they upend the market and possibly stall the economic growth that we've seen since the presidential election in 2016. There's lots of instances of this throughout history. I recently read a book, The U.S. History in Five Crashes. I think that's the name of the book. And they profile five major market downturns in the United States, the Panic of 1907, the market crash that led to the Great Recession, the stock market crash in 1987, the flash crash of a few years ago, or before that, the Great Recession of 2007-2008, and then the flash crash of a few years ago. And one of the common themes as you look and analyze the historical information of what led up to these major market events, what public policy was between the federal government and the Federal Reserve, is one of the common things is that the Federal Reserve misplays their hand and doesn't do the right thing with interest rates that contributes in a significant way to these major downturns. I think that's a significant risk for the market. So far, it seems to me that the Federal Reserve is threading the needle. 
they're doing the right thing, it seems to me, by raising interest rates, but they're doing it thoughtfully, steadily, and slowly, and they are communicating to the markets what their intentions are, and I think that it has so far given the markets a chance to anticipate, digest, and plan for these rate hikes. But again, significant risk that they get out in front of their skis, if you will, and they go too fast and raise rates too much and make a mess of things. Hopefully that's not what will happen. It's certainly something that I, as a certified financial planner, is watching and monitoring very closely on behalf of my clients. But I expect it'll be something that will, in the end, be avoidable based on the leadership and comments of the Federal Reserve, including our new chairman, Jerome Powell. So that's the talking points in regards to the rise of interest rates. Please check out our website, www.elliotwealth.com. Elliot has two L's and two T's. You could get more information about me and the rest of the team at Elliot Wealth Management. Uh, At the website, you could do several things that I would appreciate. Number one, if you're not a client of ours already, you could sign up for an initial complimentary consultation so we could talk with you about your goals, objectives, to make sure that you have a good investment and financial plan that increases the chances you could attain those important goals. At the website, you could subscribe to the Simply Financial Podcast. You could also subscribe to the podcast by going to iTunes, Stitcher, and other podcast platforms. And the last thing I would ask of you if you visit the site, again, especially if you're not a client, is you could sign up for our monthly mailing list. Uh, We send out some really terrific information that often dovetails with the topics that I'm speaking to you about on the podcast. So please, again, go to the website, www.elliotwealth.com, sign up for complimentary consultation, subscribe to the podcast, join our mailing list. With that, I will be back with you on an upcoming episode of the Simply Financial Podcast very soon. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of Sage Point Financial Incorporated and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Please note, the information being provided is strictly as a courtesy. When you link to any of the websites provided here, you are leaving this website. We make no representation as to the completeness or accuracy of the information provided at these websites, nor is the company liable for any direct or indirect technical or system issues or any consequences arising out of your access to your use of third-party technologies, websites, information, and programs made available through this website. When you access one of these websites, you are leaving our website and assume total responsibility and risk for your use of the websites you are linking to. Securities and advisory services are offered through Sage Point Financial Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC, insurance services offered through Elliott Wealth Management, LLC, not affiliated with Sage Point Financial. It was in New York City.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.